Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yes, go on. Go on. This is always how it is whenever we talk. I know. It's like the juiciest, <laughs> most delicious thing that's ever been. I'm like, it is. where have you been in my life? I know. Oh I know. I know. I'm like, why does my, why does my new best friend live in the other side of the country? I know. I know. I know. But it's not that out, far. Is it? We got to do like a Margellans on the road. I know? really, really, <laughs> truly. Yeah, we need to do a tour, man. That would be amazing. Yeah. Let's go meet Morty's and all of our loving squalor. That would be wow, yeah. All right, we got so many plans to make, but okay, uh, no. let's spin me, spin that, me. So, that's the task. yes, exactly, yeah. So on the phone with the doctor, and he says that he has, you know, he's really honest, and he's he's a he's like a curious minded guy. Like I was really impressed. He's like, you know, to be honest, I have a Morgellons client right now, and I've had them, I've had Morgellons patients for years. He says, I've never successfully cured anyone with Morgellons, and I've, I'm very good at curing a lot of things mm. um, in an unconventional way. Like, I have my own laboratory, some of my lab equipment designed myself, mm. and I, you know, I'm just, he's really, he's like, in a way, he's like this, like, unknown, unheard of Elon Musk of, of right. he's yeah. Medicine, right? Yeah, like he's just, Junior Da Vinci kind of a guy, well, you know, yeah. Exactly, exactly, and, and you know, like, it's just you can tell where his mind works. He gets a new piece of data, and he's like, you can almost hear the numbers getting crunched. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Yeah. Um. So I was impressed by that, but he's like, I've never, I've never successfully like had anybody not have Morgellons after having seen me, and I have somebody right now who's like the worst I've ever seen, actually. Wow. And he had also like many of people with Morgellons. He had all these other things going on, like all these other. He's got Lyme. He's got. Like, herpes viruses going up cmv whatever i don't know what they have but like all those are things i have but like um all these other things and he says and we have systematically worked together for a while and just gotten rid of all those other things 
All the co-infections. He went to the lab and they've tested him for all known pathogens in his blood. I guess his lab equipment can do that. I don't. I don't yeah. Know I'm probably blowing the details here. So. No, but yeah, it, basically but, all the panels right. and all the specialized tests that they could think of. Exactly, and I think it was even something about like you know DNA something like that. I don't okay. Know, I yeah. Know. But anyway. So you, you know better than I do probably, but like they touched him for ev- absolutely everything. And he's like every single thing, like you don't even know how extensive this was. Like, and then we had him tested by an outside lab and he tested, after testing positive, like lighting up the board, mm-hmm. if you will, diseases, you know, after working together for a while, like he tested negative for all of these things. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely free of them. And he was, his quality of life had improved, but the Morgellons was unchanged. Mm. Doesn't surprise me. And I'm like, you cured him of Lyme? He's like, yes. I'm like, you, you, he doesn't have, you know, I just started listing stuff. I'm like, he doesn't have any of those anymore. Nematodes, none of them, nothing. And he's like, nope, he doesn't have any of them anymore. And he still has more gallons. So I'll tell you, I welcome you to the clinic, but I, I just want you to know ahead of time, you can improve your quality of life, but I do not know how to cure more gallons yet. All I ask and for I is honesty. Like, I mean, that's, that's a trust builder for me. For me, I was like, now I'm in, right? Yeah, now exactly. Yeah, that's a trust builder. Uh, if it yeah. just gets me a runway, like I'm staring down, like Derek just died. At the time of this conversation, Alicia hadn't died yet. So, I, you know, it was right after he passed. So mm-hmm. it's like, Derek's dead. I'm barely able to function. I can't walk across the room without help. Like, I'm 40. I was a trustee's artist five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I'm fit and yeah. healthy person. And now I'm like, I'm like 90. I'm like looking at my senior years, kind of. Oh, like whatever. You still, old. you still look good, Kate. You don't let, don't let her lie, y'all. She still look good. <laughs> I mean, we all, we can't all be in international. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, you yeah. know, but no, I, I feel you like on the acceleration. You know, it's aging. Well, and even just pictures of Derek. I was looking at pictures when we met, and pictures like, well, actually, just like five years. So, like four and a half years ago, even like before. Four years ago, before he was he was sick, like yeah. four years ago. Now he aged maybe 15, 20 years. Like it's un. I'll have to show you both pictures side by side. Like it's mm-hmm. unimaginable. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen, and oh, and yeah. it's it's it's. Yeah, I think I already showed you. Actually. Yeah, no, I've seen, and it's almost like. Um, I, I can almost say who knows what the actual effects physically from from this disease are, but I know for sure the level of stress, emotional distress, oh. occupational distress, um, you know, just all of those psychosocial things. That is the shit that makes you look depleted. I mean, I personally think that you can get it back by choosing to radiate so hard your inner beauty, you know, like you can add like that 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 light again, but it will deplete you you so it's like of course you're aging rapidly because you're depleted you know it's so true and i actually really believe that the number one thing that depletes you is that nobody freaking believes yes exactly exactly bingo bingo if if we were going to attribute cause of death yeah i think cause of death of anyone who has this disease yes whether it's suicide or another clot or whatever whatever it is it's not those things no it's lack of belief and faith from the people that they have access to yes 
Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think it is exactly that because you can't belong if people don't believe you. But you know the curse of Cassandra in Greek mythology. She gets, oh, yeah. yeah, she's so, I, I think it's Cassandra. She gets, get, you know, the gift of being a prophet and an oracle and who has vision, spiritual vision into the present and the future. But at the same time, she is cursed with the no one believes her prophecies. No one sees her vision. No one believes her. That is a, such a specific curse that it is, I think it recognizes that in an almost like just from ancient humanity, they recognized how much not being believed and, and how much it affects your, it is a curse. It is a curse. It is, and I am living, I, I said, oh, yeah, because, like, that is my life at this exact moment. Yes. Because, to cut to the punchline, the doctor tested fibers in his laboratory uh. in a bunch of different ways that were really unusual beyond the equipment that normally is done using some of the lab equipment he invented himself. Uh-huh. And the lab tech that was doing it um, found a, a positive result. So my... You know, fibers, all of us, all of our fibers have things in common. They're also a little different because we have some genetic stuff in there. But, like, it was lignin. It resonated Mm -hmm. for lignin. Now, what Mm -hmm. is lignin? Lignin is a byproduct of industrial tree processing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's plant manufacturing or plants that make paper and shit like that. Like, Mm -hmm. lignin is that. But it also is a base material used to make lignin-reduced graphene oxide, which is a very powerful, highly exciting, actually, superconductor and nanomaterial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, so he, you know, and at the same time, and this is where it gets, I don't know if we want to go here yet, actually. Okay. Well, I'll just go there, and then you can decide if you want to edit it out. Okay. All right. Fair. Um, So at the same time that this lab tech has this, you know, Morgellons, like Morgellon samples on, on his desk. Yeah. He also had something else. And it was from a vaccinated person who did not have Morgellon, but was in the clinic for a different reason because they were, um, I think actually it was somebody that either passed away or mm-hmm. about to pass away, but it was a clot. It was these, they yeah. keep finding these weird clots in people. That yes. don't, they don't look like we Coffee clots, ground. Like, they look like grape jelly or whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these mm-hmm. ones, these ones Fibers. aren't like grape jelly where you can wash them away. They're like chicken skin. They're like yeah. rubbery and whitish. Yeah. And they don't break down and they're freaking killing people. Sudden adult death syndrome is probably that. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, they're awful. And your body, they get stuck and they can't break down and then you die. And so they were processing, they were sampling one of those clots. And it also tested positive for lig- lignin um, reduced graphene oxide. Interesting. And this person didn't have more gallon. Now, it was slightly different. It was slightly different. The, the, the technology was slightly different. But it, um, it same materials, same materials, though. a nanotechnology, yeah, same, same base material is a graph. Actually, it's graphene, Interesting. hydroxide, Interesting. but, uh, the graphene part was the same. And, you know, we have lignin reduced graphene oxide and the difference, or I do anyway, um, I would love to know if other Morgies have that also. Um, but so lignin reduced graphene oxide is a nanotechnology that's used primarily for tissue engineering. Mm-hmm. And I was like, tell me something I don't know. Like the yeah. fabrication of all kinds of weird fibers <clears throat> and hairs out of yeah. my skin. And I think like it was uh, thick, ja- thick, skin, thick skin. Yeah. Thick 
skin, yes. skin that I could stab with a needle and, and it doesn't even hurt. Ja- I think like, it was... Sometimes leads like a son of a bitch, sometimes doesn't leave. Sometimes it does. Yes. Jess was saying, I think it was Jess was saying something about, like, she's had this wound on her chin, and it's been there for, like, three fucking years, but there are also wounds that, like, they never heal, but then they also seem to heal overnight. Like, have you ever noticed that, like, you have, like, a cut yeah. or something, and occasionally, like you said, it'll bleed like a stuck pig, but then other times, it's like, there's just new skin there, instantly. No scab, no blood, no nothing. Yep. And I've had a wound that, like, I really hurt myself. And it was healed in like 15 minutes, gone, invisible, not even there. Couldn't see it, didn't know it had ever happened. It should have been weeks, right? And then other ones, I don't do anything. It just like erupts. Like I had this one stage where all these paper cuts on my abdomen, Uh like they look like paper cuts. Yes, they do. And everything was bleeding. I had all these paper cuts. It was like a mass injection of tiny, you know, laser discs or something. Yes, that's what it started with my my ex-boyfriend. He had them all over his calves. These little tiny, yeah, paper cut looking things. They didn't look like bites. They looked like cuts. They looked like cuts. Yeah, totally. And, like, I didn't hurt myself to do that. That just spontaneously That's happened. Right. Yeah. I actually finally did have somebody who's talking to me when my face spontaneously Yeah, yeah me too. I felt very vindicated. Yes. Felt vindicated. Yes, I've had you know? several like, of those. I didn't yeah. touch it, you guys. You yep, know? yep, yep. I know. I mean, I was so happy this one day the feather grew out of my arm and somebody was standing next to me that was like a non believer and they were like, what the fuck? What, what, what was that? <laughs> like, oh my God. I, to this day, I, I have the, um, I have between me and Derek, I had the, um, the award because I produced a black feather once and it was a really big one. Oh. And he was so jealous. <laughs> he wanted one so bad. And he, he couldn't make one. He never did. He never did make a black feather. I'm just saying. He was beautiful white feather. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Wow. And these are the prizes that are (laughs) and these are the prizes. (laughs) (laughs) If only it was one of the ones that moved, it could have flown away, but it did not move that one particular. So let's just say this one more time. Lignin reduced graphene oxide. Is that what you said? That's correct. That's correct. So I know, um, I know that there are some, um, adjuvants, I think they call it in the mRNA vaccines that have been associated with, um, they're just the same kinds of materials that are used in like the, um, implantable biosensors that I've talked about on the show, which use, um, a cellulose hydrogel, you know. Yeah, to, to be, yes, it, hydrog- and it is a hydrogel, by the way, but the graphene, it's a lignin-reduced graphene oxide hydrogel. I probably should have added that on, but yeah, um, thank that you. black goo. The black goo. Um, yeah. So, and it really truly is black goo. Like, I mean, it really truly fact, is. <laughs> as we were healing, as we were, but the graphene is graphite altered, right? Like graphite, like in pencil. Yes, correct. Actually, that's the reason why, some teacher actually is the reason why we have this superconductor now because she was doing a science experiment where she put tape on a on the, a pencil, the mm-hmm. end of a pencil, and then like pulled it off and then was looking at it with kids under the microscope and then mm-hmm. was like, wait, this is kind of 2D. And so she like had all these Mm-hmm. And then now it's a superconductor. Like they didn't know that before that teacher. So shout out to teachers. Like, and this is the say. part where I think a lot of people's brain breaks. And because for me, mine broke on this because when I first started looking into that substance, which I mean, it's interesting, Kate, because like long before we met, long before you know any of that, like I I did come. You know how it is in your in your studies in your research. You kind of come across yeah. these things patternistically over time, and sometimes they don't yeah. catch your your attention at first, but then later they become relevant. You know. And when I first read about graphene, I thought what really stood out to me was just how, 
when we're talking about nanomaterials, this is one atom thick, one atom thick. Mm-hmm. That is like an atom, it's, you know. It's essentially too deep. Like, it's essentially it, not even really in the Right. It technically is, but like, yeah. Exactly. We're ge- we're going into quantum physics area now, you know, like it's, it's actually a, that's true because it does have quantum dots. There's ex- quantum dots exactly. Exactly. Because at that scale, like there's different kinds of like physical forces that act upon objects that small, you know, so it's like, exactly. and, and it is sort exactly. of like something that you know, it's really hard to put your brain around, but I think it's suffice to say you highlighted the most important thing to know. It's a super duper semiconductor. I mean, it's just kicking the the butt of everything else out there. It, right. It it's not silicone, you know. Wearing it's wearing it like a death suit, you know? Yeah. So it was thrilling. Yeah. Like a human, a human suit that looks kind of like Kate, you know? If my teeth and hair were not made out of it now, it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. If I did not exactly. have fiber optic worms coming out of my nose right now, like right. yeah, exactly. yeah, um, uh, and it's interesting to me. Worms. Yeah, well, it's what I find to be interesting, and this is you know obviously like I also feel like I am I want to know like every detail. I hope I guess you know put this information in a rigorous you know kind of format, structured way, analyze it, publish it, get it, you know, get it peer reviewed, publish it. I hope that happens. If it doesn't happen, whatever. But, um, but I think that like something that, that, that adds to, at least for me, because I always look at things about like, what's the, what's possible and what's probable. And also what is rational. Like if I just look at it as like, I'm an investigator just trying to solve a crime, you know? And so it's like, Mm -hmm. when I think about the fact that um, both the CDC study and so many testimonials, the, um, the great documentation of Jan Smith, one of the like early 2000s, um, sufferers with this, who, who back the way back then was all over this nanotechnology thing. Like she had already reached that stage and of her Morgulons back in 2005, you know, and it was like, she just has so many great pictures and so much great, you know, knowledge and information about it. But like, one of the things you'll notice is that over time, you know, the things, the objects that we see that are embedded, that are extruding, you know, being extruded, that are exuding from our skin, like all of those objects, like they have changed subtly over time. The people that first had this only talked about fibers and specks. The people that later got it started talking about fuzzballs and glitters. Early people never had glitter. Exactly. They never had glitter. That's exactly right. And the moving hair, I think, is also a new... um, so what well, you when you the te- that's exactly right that's my point and what, because to me what fits in with you know the narrative of that theory would be identical to the reality of what you can observe over time yeah you know because check this out if you look at 10 Morgellons people, there might be some of the co-infections, if you will, that might be different from this person to that person. Right. But we are all the same, like a pattern you could spot a mile away. A mile away. patterns of the skin you can find. Yes. If you even just look at how long we spend in the bathroom or how easy it is to get to appointments, you could probably find us all out. Like, like you could, you could identify this sure as shit from a distance without ever looking at a microscope 
yes, like yes. I, I look at yes, alone, my podcast, right? the the listenership, it goes up and down so regularly. I know the months. I'm like, oh shit, it's March. People about to get Morgulons. Going to have a lot of people right. listening. You know, I know, right. I know. It has a pattern. Absolutely, and like, you know, I. And when it comes to the technology, like, there is something where I feel especially blessed in this way because. I have this dual background of psychotherapy and yes. high tech. Like, yes, yes, you do. My last, I founded this um, software company. We did an installation of our software inside the Pentagon. We worked with wow. the DOD. Like, I've met the chief information officer for the DOD, and he's finally has like laser beams for eyeballs. Like he just when you look at he looks at you, you're like, oh. hey, that's what you got Morgulons from, girl. <laughs> I was like, be nice to me. I'm a hippie. You know? <laughs> They're like, give her the unleash the Morgulons. <laughs> Great. He actually, we had a great, actually gave me a challenge going. We had a great, um, wow. great relationship. That's um, awesome. Yay. Thank you. But, but you know, so I have, but I have this dual background and I yes. didn't use that there. I apologize. I like to like the reverse. <laughs> I have not said that. But, um, um, so, but with, I have this dual background and it is, has always been a blessing and a curse because I've always felt like my brain is always interested in two completely opposite sides of the world at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And at the same time, it put me in this position where it's like, in this case, I feel like I was able to to get there with the data and the information. I mean, I was already mostly there. Like, I was considering nanos and aliens before this conversation with the guy. Like, I actually yeah. was considering it anyway. I just didn't have any way. I'm like, I don't, I can't do ramen spectacular. Yeah, but you know <laughs> right. Like, I don't have one of those well, $50,000. Exactly. $50, equipment pieces but like you had probably found your way to it i know you had because guess what i just now remembered that when i published my first episode when it dawned on me about the um the 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 hydrogels the the, the cellulose yeah. hydrogels the, condu the conductive hydrogels that are used as mm -hmm. implantable biosensor sensors just underneath the skin and that look like fibers <laughs> by the way um true story um that when i published that episode you called me that fucking day hadn't heard the oh episode and told me about these things and i'm like wait what what? <laughs> I mean, it was just, it, like, my mind was like, I floating. That. I, totally forgot I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Totally. So it's well, like, you can find your too, way like, to this information, you know? That is my bottom line. Like, I've actually shifted my perspective. I was in this position where it was like, we need to get authorities, people in power, people that publish, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, actually, what if everything we need to know, we already have access to know, right? right? Let's just take that as a thought experiment for a second. Yeah. When I go back at my own illness, when, in order to have taken <sighs> the scabies, nematode, whatever, like, yes, the journey, entertained, the whole journey, yeah. in order to have taken that the way that I did, I always had to exclude something. Yeah. In my own, like, uh, you know, 2020 hindsight, I always had to exclude something. Like, if I would get it, and it would usually be the ones I was afraid to talk about to doctors. It mm -hmm. would be the moving fibers. It was the EMF reader that yes. went off the charts when yeah. my body came near it. Right. It's the fact that my touch screens no longer work, and electronics yeah. start behaving very strangely around me. Yeah. I've had my camera turn on from across the room. I wasn't touching it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, just really strange things. How like, about having, like, burrows and, like, literal, like, like, burrow like something has eaten through the metal 
on your MacBook. Like when this first started, I had scratches, deep, like burrowed, not just scratches, like burrows. <laughs> I, I can't emphasize this enough. I was like, what the fuck are these scabies on steroids? They can burrow through fucking plastic glass and metal. No, yeah, they really can. They liquefy it. They liquefy it. I'll never forget when Derek found the first Morgie Bros inside of the neck of his, like, 1930s. I mean, he has a guitar that went to the Battle of the Bulge. This red steel guitar is, like, Whoa. the sexiest thing that has ever been in the history of guitars. Yeah. So much. That just sounds amazing. Guitar. Yeah. His two amazing ones, his two, like, um, favorites that he played most often in the early days, at least, were Lancelot and Excalibur. That's what he named them. But I remember <laughs> when he found... Oh, my guitars have names. Oh, my God. I love that. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I love that. (laughs) Go ahead. Honestly, the most creative man I've ever been. He was just so... I know he was. I know he was. But I remember when he found Morgies in the neck of, you know, his, you know, his Excalibur and, Uh, you know, his his guitar. The devastate, like, devastated can't even come close like yes. it was like a betrayal of a spiritual betrayal that anything would have been able to penetrate this guitar you yes know? It's like, and then again you see that and then you're gonna go back this is what i did and then i went back to nematodes wait what yeah nematodes exactly no nematode on the, earth that can do that exactly. so just stop right now with your advanced meeting to solve it yes and like Googling shit online. Yeah, that's like, that's revelatory, Kate. Saw. That's revelatory. You're right because I never ever really had it like fully f- like in in absolute clear relief like been clear to me like it is right now. You're so right. There's been so many pieces of evidence that have defied in such obvious ways, like in, in absolute terms that, okay, well, then that rules that out. And yet and somehow it's like remained in the mix, you know? And then if you think about it from that lens, when you go to a doctor, they specialize in everything God made That's that right. can go wrong. That's right. They're actually not the right person. We're at the wrong office. We're at the wrong office. It's the wrong office. No wonder they think you're crazy. Have you ever That's... tried to get your taxes done at the DMV? Exactly. It's not the right place. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, you know, they might both be in the government. They're both, like, trying to fix things. But it's not the right place. That's right. And and so, and all of this really crystallized for me. Because the night that we were together, the night, this sweet, beautiful last night that we spent together, you know, he was talking, actually, about putting all the pictures that he's taken. Yes. Blowing them up and doing some stuff and putting this art exhibit together and going on a tour. He's like, because if people were just in an art gallery and they're looking at it like art, he's like, abstractly, they're beautiful. Actually. Yes. Like, they're yes. Like, like really interesting looking things. He says, I want to, and he's taking some incredible pictures of them. Actually, I'm going to dig some out and share some with you. But, um, but he's like, I want to go on like a little tour and I'll play music at the places we go to. We have a boat we were planning on doing. Um, he told the, me about that that night. He talked about that. He talked about that the night we spoke. Oh, he talked awesome. about that. Yes. Awesome. And, you know, and he's like, because then if people can see the art of it and then they can see me standing there not being some free show. Exactly. You know, maybe, maybe it'll change things. Isn't know? that funny? That's, me, that's amazing. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just, I lo- I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. I just, it, it's no, just like he had the exact same impulse I did. He said, let me stand by my art that I've made out of this great pain, you know, and let me stand yep. beside it and let people see exactly who I am and what this is. And that's the part that in my reflection, because that night he also asked for me, kind of like my mom did actually. He's like, I think you can solve this or be a part of the solution. He said, promise me 
you will never give up until you get to both cause and cure. Mm. And mm. I, I promised him. So powerful. Last I promised him. Powerful. Powerful. So, since then, it's been my single-minded focus. Yeah, I've done nothing else other than regular, you know, the things you have to do to live. And I even minimize those as much as possible. All I've done is cause and cure, cause and cure. I promised my baby. And then when Alicia died, it just got even more under underpinned. But in my reflection, that's one of the things that I really came up with, which is like, I was thinking that there was a solution that someone else had in the world that I had to find the right person and then they would be able to tell me this existing information. That's already an assumption that we don't know is true, right? That's right. That's an assumption. We don't know that's true. That's the false assumption. And having myself ruled out from the best of my logic and the people that I've asked to help me, like, yes. we ruled out biological origins. That's right. The causative thing, right? Not the contributing, the causative. That's right. So then what are the chances that if it's a man-made thing and someone did this, that they're going to be on a street corner with the solution? That's right. That's like, right. that's pretty simple human logic. Like, I might be wrong here there. Maybe there's an assumption I'm missing, but that seems to be to be, like, pretty dependable thinking, right? Absolutely. Stage, this right? is this is a crime and against humanity if if that premise is, is 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 what it is and so that right there will tell you that it will not be you know like shaken from the you know the dark box that it's in unless someone close enough you know to with a key or a sledgehammer breaks it open because it will not be accounted for you know i mean that's not the way it works well, and, and this is for me, this is when, when I was talking to that doctor and he told me about the lab results and then he told me about that other part, which mm -hmm. initially he'd asked me to keep quiet about that yeah. part. Um, but now I've gotten, you know, they, now that I've been there and I've seen them and we have more of a relationship and they think they understand more of who I am, they've um, given me permission to talk about it because... They're, they've decided not to go super public for reasons right. that make 100% sense to me. Yeah. Um, Who wants to put themselves like, in the center I'm of like, that without, yeah. I'm, I'm in a place where, I, yeah, exactly. And I'm in a place where I'm like, I don't, I have one son left and I need to save his life, right? Yeah. I have one child left. I need to save his life. I need to save my life. My mom has this. Yeah. Now she's not vaccinated, so she's not as bad. But um, so, the part about this, being related to the vaccine yeah. is not the same. So it obviously we have more gallons before vaccination. Yeah. And by the way, my mom had polio. To say I'm pro-vaccine is an understatement. Like my mom yeah. had polio when she was two. I grew up knowing Salk's name. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? like, I oh, I, biggest. Yeah, no. I, I know you, know? Kate. Yeah, no, I know that you. Yeah, I know. I know. Me too, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, she struggled her whole life with her disability that she didn't have to have, right? Like, if, if things had been different. Absolutely. In the world, right? Yeah. Two years later, just like this one second too late, one second too yeah. soon. I mean, it was just really close. Yeah. And the vaccine was, they came out, it came out right after she got polio. So mm. it's just like, it's just devastating. But, so I've been called vaccine. I don't have any issues with vaccine. I only have an issue with this one. And this one I have an issue with because I have absolute clear laboratory evidence that there's a nanotechnology in it. And at least in this person. So then I start doing this research where I'm like, that's really when the world opened up for me. And you can tell 
it's interesting because like we all have this feeling of like we're just running into a closed glass door. Mm-hmm. We think we can walk through it, and then we're face planting again and again and mm-hmm. again, and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. And we get increasingly frustrated. Some people stop going. Some people are yeah. like myself, gluttons for punishment. We hit every doctor we could find, just run the glass door again. Right, we right. We don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then when you actually get a door that opens, that's what happened when I started searching for these things together, like the lignin reduced graphene oxide hydrogel. And then when I started looking at the COVID vaccine and in the early days, right after he just, we discovered this and I started looking it up, I, there wasn't, there was a ton about graphene because it's a superconductor. It's used in biomedical applications all over the place. It's used for drug delivery and they're experimenting yes. in all kinds of ways. Absolutely. Of yes. Exciting. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's not an imaginary technology at all. Yeah. No, yeah. this brings increasingly robust qualities to it that make it, uh, a world changer, kind of like when we discovered what you know silicone could do, and yes, silicon valley came to exactly. Like, it's, like that. It's, not, it's not big. You Graphene know, not is big. almost like it. It some would say probably like could potentially replace silicone chips. I mean, that's what I've heard. I, that's what I think is happening. I, that's what I think is going to happen. Very least, like it's really, truly, truly transformative technology. Can and I, I be excited about it, but it wasn't in my body. It's interesting. But, um, I am sorry. I, I have so many freaking thoughts and I want to hear everything yeah. you're about to say. But just while I, before I forget, isn't it weird that like the healthcare and technology link, everyone I've spoken to in the past, well, really, when I think about the show, almost everyone has been either an engineer or a healthcare or a healthcare adjacent person. That's just interesting, isn't it? Right. It really is. It really is. And yeah. now that I have conclusive laboratory evidence about what's in my body, and I know for a fact that it's a technology, it's not a debate, it's not an opinion, it's science, it's real, and it's in my body. Now that I know that, then it's like, with this new connection of it being in the vaccine, which there are now 41 countries. At the time that I that the lab test came back, there was only one brave set of scientists who had published this research mm-hmm. that had gone, that it, were the initial whistleblowers. Half of them, I think, are dead, and they died within a few weeks of publishing that first study. The study itself, when I first linked to it, good thing I was in the practice of downloading every article that I thought was really interesting onto my hard drive. Yeah. Because the link disappeared within 24 hours of me sending, I sent my brother as a link and he's like, there's nothing there. What are you doing? You know, they, you know, that's, that goes, that's aligns with the, this, all the scholars in like a three week period in China dying of quote, COVID, COVID. Right. Right. And Kill the it, witnesses. So, <laughs> since then, it's gone up and it's, it's stayed up. So, I, you know, I have a, a vast re- resource now of all of the data that I've been collecting around this, just in case it goes away. So I have it saved in a couple different places. And I actually have some, like, <laughs> some, like, tech-specific repositories that are not impenetrable, but, like, really, really. Nice. Um, like, they're not going to get broken. They're, they're, it's safe. Like, the information is safe in the world now. Let me just put that out there. No, no fear. Good. No fear. Fear is a contributor to disease. That's exactly right. We cannot ever be afraid. Not ever. Girl, fear is, fear is Morgulon gasoline. It is like Morgulon fuel. They live off that shit. Don't give it to them. It's also a lie. It is. It is a lie. Fear is a lie. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so that said, like, 
since that initial discovery, and I like was it, I went through the process too of like disbelief. It can't really be true. If yeah. It wasn't for the fact, honestly, that half of my family is not with me anymore. Yeah. I I wanted to, with every fiber of my being, push this information away from my consciousness and forget about it. And I'm I want to find the cure as much as anybody. This has destroyed my life. So the fact that that was that like significant of an impulse inside of me, like I had to fight mm. to put. It's only that I like get into bed every night and there's no one next to me and I'm mm. sobbing as I'm like the only way I can sleep is by listening to videos of him playing music at night and you know it's like if it wasn't for the reality of that grief of not of not having my daughter she's never gonna be twenty all of those things if it wasn't for that reality mm. I'm not sure I would have been able to actually push through because it was such a powerful impulse. It's, to look away. Isn't like that I've never felt before? Abs- like I've never felt anything like that. It's before. it's like absence as a reminder. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's a very interesting paradoxical experience, and I find that most of you know paradoxes like the the seat of spirituality is usually somewhere in a paradox. You know, like it's that's so true. Yeah, hundred percent true. I yeah, mean, the event horizons that we can't look behind, that we can't understand. That's right. Like that's, that's that's right. That's, that's god you know or something something yeah so that's such i want to like just sit here for a minute with the because i have so many like just stray thoughts and questions and impulses and i i just like want to i got sad and i got my brain just totally went offline so i'm good thank you that's okay you can go offline anytime you want i'm like yeah no and i i i i just want to sit with the the feeling of what it would, could, or does feel like to know the answer. You know, um, like after all ways, this time, like, yeah. I, I, did you say worse? worse. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. How, and, and for you, how? Yeah. yeah. The reason why I say that is because when you're searching mm-hmm. for the answer, hmm it gives you the purpose, even the picking, it gives you a purpose, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you wake up, you get the tweezers, you, you know, mm-hmm. you know that you're going to be photographing something later on in the night, even if you don't admit to yourself. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It gives you something The searching, the searching, yeah. Everything is shit, you yes, know? Yes, yes. It, it focuses you in a way, mm-hmm. and even the ways that the nanos distract you, like you might end up online shopping for hours, or you might yes. end up, you know, looking at the, flipping through people that might be if you're single like flipping 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 uh-huh, flipping yes yeah. or no answer no right for yes. hours like it, it sidetracks you and it wastes your time it's it such wastes your time and gives you nothing of benefit time sucker right? yes yes these fuckers yes almost like you're doing time yes yes almost like you're imprisoned Yes, in a prison of pantomime. It's like a prison of pantomime because you're just pantomiming these rituals that you're compulsively driven into due to physical stimuli. But the mindfuck of it all overlaid over top of that is that you're alone with it and no one believes you. And, you know, I say this next thing uh, intentionally, and it's a reference to a movie that's about Vietnam, but something Derek used to say, he would be like, it's genius. (laughs) It's genius. Yes. And maybe you know the reference, but I'll leave it there. But like, um, but there's, there's, um, there's something so 
like if that was not a symptom but a point yeah. of the technology, then exactly. you've just figured out how to imprison people without the cost of prisons and guards. It's the very well, definition of an incapacitating bioweapon. It's the very definition of it. Isn't it? And so it has not given me peace. Also because then, of course, I wanted to share this amazingly new information with everyone I know. Yeah. And immediately I encountered a next level, like, thank you. You've now, and you thank you for completing that level. You've now entered <laughs> the next level, right? Like, it's like that. Like, now, welcome to level three. Oh, God. This is where oh, everyone God. disown you and, and you become homeless. Exactly like, with that. Yeah, yeah. This is where y'all find Crystal Clear mumbling on a bus stop bench, going like, with some fibers hanging out of her mouth. Like, I mean, like it is a next level. And I think like it's it's. I, I see me me for me the answer. Um, I you know it's weird. I'm just feeling it right now because I've. I've kind of, in a way, and maybe everyone feels this way. I think Hannah said this or Jess or maybe everyone has said it, but I think I knew right at the very beginning, like the yeah. moment that I saw those shapes, those fractal geometric shapes yeah. running from my fingertips up, up both my arms, making these swirling, changing patterns. I knew right then and there what this was. And, and, yep. and, and the, that whole journey, that whole thing that, that is stereotypical in the sense of that it's stereotyped. Like I was saying, it's pantomime. It's like an automaton, you know, that's why all mm-hmm. of our stories are the same. It's a type of programming. This it's specific responsive, but not alive. Exactly. Right? Active, but not initiatory. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And it, it does inhabit you, I remember when you were talking about Derek's guitar, I, it reminded me of one of those uh, songs I wrote in an early season. And, um, and I think the lyrics are all the time you surround me, nothing is mine. And, and, yeah. and I said, and there's nothing for me. And that's that, that, that's the lyrics because that's what, that's evocative, that, that story about his guitar. That's, that's, I know exactly what he felt. Nothing is mine anymore. Right. It's like they are inhabiting everything, you know, and, 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 you know, including in retrospect, when I look back at our, our relationship, every one of our biggest fights mm-hmm. was about nothing. And it was 100% triggered by the illness, by this invasion by this occupier yes whatever it is right like i i just like and then and that's also when i like i wish i wish i had figured it out earlier honestly because (coughs) there's no need to hold a grudge anymore like i wish i had let stuff go i wish i'd given more of a benefit of the doubt i wish i would just been like yeah, you know what? It does look really bad. It seems like you did something that's really hurtful. Right. But let's just bury the hatchet and move forward. Like, yeah. let's not keep holding on and keep nursing it. Like, yeah. Because, like, I thought it was his fault. He thought it was his fault. He thought it was my fault. I thought it was my fault. But it might not have been, you know? Yeah. And so, like, 
And so I have this thing now where I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe. Like, unless it's so conclusively proven that I feel like I can really say yes to something. Like, I'm very careful now when I speak to say what I think and what I'm sure of, mm. you know? Yes. And I also think that there's something about that that helped me face this next, like, level three where the stakes have gone up, which is, like, what do you know to be true? That's right. What do you know in the deepest part of you that's true? Yes. Start there. Oh, tell me Start something you know. Tell me something you know, Kate. Tell me something you know. Yeah. I know that I love my family, I love my Derek and my Lucia and my Colton, and I know they love me. I know that. Mm. And it doesn't matter how much evidence could be presented to me to the alternative. It does not matter. I know it. No one in this life could convince me differently, no matter what. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's like a prayer settling on me, Kate. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. What is, what is, what's something you know to be true? Oh, you know what I, oh God, I know so many things and I know nothing. <laughs> I know to be true. Uh, I know to be true. You know that. I feel, I feel in my bones that there is a part of me that cannot be transfigured, that cannot be harmed. Like my true self has never mm -hmm. known suffering. You know, and, and I know that like all of the things that that could really and truly be a problem, like pretty much come down to whether like I am able to still be like free to be me and have some ability to, you know, direct my life in a way that is like towards goodness and servants, you know, being a servant and being, uh, you know, being who I am, <laughs> you know, and and like being a part of a community and being a part of a community too. And like, I know that like, I, well, I just give me liberty or give me death. That's, I mean, you know, if, if that if something can threaten that and so far nothing has come even fucking close, you know, like then, then that's a game changer. But right now the game, I know for sure that like, I, it can't really touch me. Nothing can really touch me. I am so inspired by that, and I've got chills all over my body hearing you share it. And I also want to say, like, it brought up something for me about something else I know, which is, like, when you know somebody, like, when you really get to know them, if you're paying attention, you know who they are most essentially. Yeah. Like, like, I would recognize my Derek anywhere. Even if it didn't look like Derek, yeah. I would recognize him, right? Mm -hmm. his, he played, he played. Um, you know, his band is Drop D, and uh, I call him my brother-in-law actually because his his um, drummer, you know, they were they were like brothers. He's an amazing human, yeah. Named Benny, most talented drummer I've ever heard. Like just next level, like yeah. just next level. And he was all in with Derek. He's, um, you know, he's like I am. He's kind of lost in the aftermath but yeah he'll find his way but um but like i would hear i could hear his drums in any context on this earth and i would know it was him like i know yeah him. the signature him, yeah know? that that signature yeah yeah and like i felt like that about you too like we've connected mm. you know it's relatively recent in timeline but like you didn't so what you just said is just so incredibly this is 
blows my mind. So I wrote a story yesterday and I haven't finished it, but let me just tell it to you right now. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about a starving artist and how he came to starve. The artist's name was Every, and Every was prone to strong sentiments. And when these powerful emotions arrived at his doorstep in their cyclical manner of visitation, they, accompanied by their constant companions, the cognitions, which were thoughts as familiar and as, and as, 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 as inseparable as childhood friends, the familiar old friends told the same stories to Every. So Every would open his door each day, each hour, each moment, any time that they rang, and he would see the sunny world or the gloomy, doomed planet, depending on who showed up on his doorstep on any given day. Um, so it's like the story goes on and it's like they're personified, you know, like emotions and thoughts. And it's the end of the story was going to be how he's able to be a witness to it and to ask instead when the doorbell rings to go and say, what is it that you need from me right now? Instead of being a slave to these you know, which who knows where they come from, foreign or, or inherent. What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. I mean, these are deeply metaphysical, philosophical questions that people have probed for years, you know, but like it's, I, I guess it's just like, it's very, very interesting to me that you're telling me this about being able to, there's, I so much, and especially recently, have had this, and I noticed it because I've been in group therapy for like two plus years now, and I very religiously go, and last week when I was in therapy, for the first time I had this odd sense that I was like observing, I was observing everyone from a distance, but I was almost like intuiting and knowing exactly what their responses and and thought it was almost like I was connected to a network. I don't know. I know that sounds so, so obscure, esoteric, but, but I felt very much that like, yes, that I was connected to a network and was myself, but also apart from myself. Absolutely. And first of all, I love, your story <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> right yeah i'm going somewhere with that i've already written the like you song really are. <laughs> You're something. It's good. It's good. oh i so love that you can you can appreciate it you know like it's awesome yeah awesome. so start with that and then i will also um overlay you know see this is also this is my whole thing is that as i was going through my research and i would discover certain things i would be like Oh, and then something would come back to me yes. that I've already experienced. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And if I had sat with that experience long enough, I think I probably would have come to the correct conclusion anyway. Mm. Like, that's the part where it's like, you don't, I actually don't, like, it's behavioral. You know, in, in, in trauma therapy, there's this thing that um, my trauma instructors, Nina Fisher and some of the other women, um, hammered into me in the, in the most benevolent way, which is like, you know the trauma by the symptoms. You don't have to know the story. Mm. And I and I was in my um, master's program. We actually had this entire class where we were doing thera- therapizing each other, essentially, in mm. practice, mm-hmm. without ever disclosing any details about what the thing was that we were processing. 
Because yeah. sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just aren't right. It's not speech right or whatever. You know, you can't yes. articulate it. You can't say it out loud because mm-hmm. it's, it's whatever. It's ineffable, it's yeah. And so we worked with it without knowing what it was. And I was thinking about that after I knew what it was, and I kind of kicking myself. Like, I had the skills to work with stuff I didn't understand all along. Like, everyone does. We yes, always that's right. things we don't understand. That's right. Everyone does all the time. We just, you know, it's like, well, I don't really understand how taxes work, but I still do my taxes. That's you know? exactly Here's right. A, I don't really understand how my car works all the way, but, like, I still drive it. Right. right? I can still use this thing I don't understand. That's and, exactly you know, right. People do you know how your technology works. Very well said. Yes. Like, That's very, like very well said. You know? Yes. Yes. Like, we still use our phones all the time. Like, mm-hmm. problem with that? Like, That's absolutely so, right. Like, There's a level of abstraction that we can, you know, manipulate and, and use to, you know, derive some insights and deduce things, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, my dad used to say, and everybody has their particular thing, right? Like my dad used to be like, if you want to know why anything is the way that it is in the world, you follow the money. Follow the money. That's right. And I remember thinking about that at some point where I'm like, I am begging people to take my money. I'm like throwing money at the world. Like yeah. I have a problem. And they have nothing. And I've got money to throw at it and no one wants it. And they have that's nothing. Weird. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a weird thing. No one, no one's jumping for this money. Like I have a dollar here. No one's jumping for the dingling dollar. Like, that's strange. And that should have been that right there. Like, if I had been my dad, my dad probably would have been able to figure it out just from that, you know? Like, what has to be true? This is something I used to ask myself in um, in uh, startups. What has to be true for X, Y, Z to be true? So if we would make a goal, if yeah. like, we want to double our revenue by next year, what has to be true in order yeah. for that to happen? Or in this case, it's like, what has to be true for my body to set off an EMF reader? That's right. What has to be true for that to happen? Because that's not normal. And it's just right there. And so now like, how come you know, and, and so your yeah, sorry. I'm I'm sorry, but how come that the people who are stricken with this shit, why is it that they are the people who are most well positioned to actually discover what it is? Healthcare and technology, engineering, um, teaching, like what what does that tell you? What is it's it that is part of its design that these people who are very capable, very knowledgeable, and very inquisitive will be in this obsession loop through some kind of triggering impulse chem- chemistry electricity i don't know both whatever i who the hell knows how it all works but i'm sure that like the people that create these technologies could explain it and that's the problem who else can you know i love that question so so much and i you know i don't know with a period the answer yeah but i will say like here's my my gut on it in this moment and it might change because it's a great area of inquiry and what i'm going to keep thinking about right yeah. but like and and i have thought on it before but it's just like i was like ah oh, and then i moved on to other things but like not in the way that you phrase it though the way that you phrase it is like hitting me is kind of profound right now which is like we were targeted or we were Mm-hmm. next to a targeted person and accidentally infected or something like or that. Or we right? attracted I mean, somehow or something. We have a... Attracted it somehow. So like, and, and there are patterns on who we are. And music 
I everybody that I know that's treated any number of Bordellan stations has also shared that that pattern has been visible to them as well. The doctors yeah. or scientists that I've worked with. Yeah. And it's like, and like you're saying, like healthcare and also like highly intelligent people. Like yeah. I to the people on your podcast, like, yeah, we are not average humans. I'm, you, I'm amazed. Brain control, your brain is a national treasure. Like we are not average <laughs> humans, you know? <laughs> We might not drive better than average, but we could think probably better than average, you know? I am actually shocked by the level of, like, really, truly, yeah, like, coherent, cogent, well-spoken, yeah, really amazing, intelligent people that have contacted me. You know, and I have a couple thoughts about that. I remember a conversation in this moment, I remember a conversation I had with my mom that was meandering, and it wasn't you know, what this inquiry is, but I was on a rift and I was like, you know, it's almost like I was like, in a, on, we were driving back from an appointment and I was kind of like on a soapbox and I was like, you know, I just feel like I don't know. I don't know what this disease is, but it's almost like, did I get given this disease because I was about to do something cool in the world? Because I was positioned uh-huh. in a place in my life with credibility, with access to people. Every time I spoke, people listened. I was running my, not my first tech company that I founded, right? You know what I mean? I like had... I had health, beauty, intelligence, money, access, opportunity, and if anything had come across my plate at that moment in time that needed a champion, I would have launched a thousand ships against it. I would have absolutely taken it down, and I had taken down things like that before. Like, if something was wrong, like, I don't mean not my preference. Oh, no, I, I, I get it. I would have done it, and I would have killed it and it would have been like a carcass by the end of the day you know and that's the thing i mean it's like you go from oozing charisma to oozing other shit and it's a world it's just it's it knocks you isn't that a brilliant strategy to take out the sentinels absolutely do an evil on the world wouldn't it be a good idea to take out the sentinels the scouts Absolutely. The early responders. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's every every do, regime, people, every regime know? throughout history targets the, you know, the academics, the intelligentsia, the uh, artists, the, the people that have power that's soft but very strong. And yeah. and and that and the teachers, the people that, you know Like have you ever seen a teacher who's sure of something no. move off of their position when they have moral conviction and they know in their soul it's right. No. You can't move that person. You no. can't. There's no way to convince them otherwise. Just like when I said, like, what do I know to be true? Of all the things that have happened right. in my life between me and the kids, between me and Derek, whatever, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know the love is real and true. That's Just right. like I know there's a God. Right, I know it. That's right. I know it in my soul. And that actually is an interesting thing because that was what I found when I had that observation experience about my thoughts 
that weren't mine, my yeah. feelings that weren't mine, like all of that. Yeah. So then I, I had written this poem a long time ago about what it was like, because I'm also a rape survivor, mm. and what it was like to be a rape survivor. And yeah. I wrote this poem, and it was like, how you fall back. So the poem was about a, a military effort, and it was like, well, you lose this part, and, the, and you know, your armies fall back, and then you lose mm -hmm. that battalion, and then you're just convinced over here, and then you, you know, and you just mm -hmm. keep falling back mm -hmm. until, in the poem, I fell behind my eyes. Like when my body wasn't mine anymore, I went inside my skin behind mm -hmm. my eyes mm -hmm. to, to fall back to, and that's how I survived. Mm -hmm. But then with Margellans, that my body's no longer like that. Actually, that isn't available, right? Because even my thoughts are sometimes not mine. Mm -hmm. And so, what I discovered in that place was like my soul, though, is not occupiable. Exactly. Nothing can occupy my soul. That's right. And. If it's a spiritual war, maybe that's what they're after. I don't know. But like... That's, that's exactly I, what I said. That's exactly what I... Yeah, my true self has never known suffering. You cannot harm, like, the core. That's exactly... It. It's the same... You it's the same truth. That's exactly That's it. exactly the same truth, Kate. Yep. It's exactly, exactly it. And, and like... Can't touch my soul. Boo, na 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 na. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> you know? Honestly, like, this, this illness has been so devastating. Like, honestly, I'm like... What are we supposed to be afraid of now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it losing my loved ones? Because, try that. Try it. I mean, you did already. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it making me have unimaginable pain? Is it destroying my sense of self or my community or my job or my money or my house? Like, what What else are you going to... You want to torture me? Okay. I've already been tortured. And you could probably do worse. Like, I'm sure the world's evil is creative. But, yeah. like, in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, like, I just don't have... Like, I know my eternal soul is solid yeah and i know what true is and i know that my when i die at whatever time that is when god pulls my card i know where i'm going and i'll get to see my derek and my wish again and it's like that's right what what else is there to be afraid of exactly like the fact that people you don't have social support mm -hmm. you're afraid of losing social support well whether the world counts with you what's that quote whether the world counts with you or with something or not mm -hmm. doesn't change the truth of it you know mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. Everybody on earth can deny something. We can deny the sun's going to come up. The That's sun right. will still come up. That's you know? right. That's right. And so, like, there's that thing that I, like, most want for my past self and I guess for other people with Morgellons, which is, like, that rejection that we experience. Oh, <laughs> yes. And all terrifying. Yeah. And, like, the part of it that's crazy is when you try to go to somebody that you know has a closed mind, that you know doesn't care about you, yeah, and try to convince them to care. Mm. Mm. Don't. Something I'm no longer spending time on in my life. No. You know? No. No. Because that's the whole, that's the fight. Them, them taking your time. Don't give them your time. That's right. And that's also like, where are your thoughts going? Are you obsessing about porn or something unhealthy yeah. or food or like your skin? Are mm -hmm. you taking endless videos that you're going to try to send to yet another doctor who's yeah. not going to believe you? Right. Like where is your life going? Yeah. What is your day like? What did you do this morning? Even if you're so weak, you can't get out of bed, which frankly, I still often am like in bed. Yeah. I can be doing art. 
I could be sending messages to people I love. Which one of the wolves are you feeding? Yeah, which one of the wolves are you feeding? That's the exact... Exactly. It's, it all comes down to that. That's, that is just so, and, and that is, that is like to me, this prison that's being constructed like with its fucking tensile strength fibers of I don't fucking know plutonium. I don't even, I don't know enough about the periodic right. table to make that metaphor, but like this prison that tries to construct itself around you, like that realization, Kate, to me is like, oh, got the keys, got the keys, bye. You know, like because it's yeah. like, that's the way out. Exactly. That is the way out right there is going back to the I, taking oh responsibility for the thing that you want to have power over. You can't have power without taking responsibility it's impossible right and like <laughs> we give away we give it away all the time we give away our power all the time it's like the end of the movie labyrinth when she goes you have no power over me and then everything changes Ooh, yeah. and like in this moment when you were just sharing that i just had this thought it was like what if they tried to pick out the i don't know who they are right first first of all right yeah who I, is I the they to describe intention because yeah. i don't know all i know is it's a technology everything else is a guess so, yeah um what if there was a nefarious person behind it which seems likely but like and they wanted to take out the people that they thought were the riskiest for their future evil scheme yeah and what if we actually through falling back all the way to our soul and what we know to be true and who we are most essentially we actually became an unstoppable force of good mm. that this world has never seen before. Not anything like what we could bring. Wow. Out of Morgellons, out of what we've all been through. Fuck. Like, you know, I've had fibers coming out my pussy. I've had things shooting out my eyeballs. Yes. I mean, like, if I can survive that and turn that into a force of good, where I'm like not okay with anyone suffering in this life. We will protect the children. That's right. Innocent. And we will do good and we will help people heal and we won't suffer or give away our, we won't allow people to suffer if it can be stopped. We will not allow arrogance in our doctors and be subservient to it. That's right. No. What if we just decided to change the world instead of be dead? Like what if? That's, uh, hey, day one, am I going to just lay down and, like, let these worms eat me? No, no. Like, it, it, there is always an ability to, like, create something that is worth existing, <laughs> you know? It's, like, so spectacular Absolutely. to destroy, but, like, it takes time and collaboration and the best of us to collaborate and build and create. Well, and this entire conversation and this new vein of thinking that I, we're in right now, like, this wouldn't have happened if we weren't talking. No. If I didn't have this before a minute ago. You no. Know, like, this idea that we could actually be this amazing, like, warrior force of peaceful, like, healing, smart humans, you know? Yes. Like, yes, we are winners, we are warriors, and we are a force to be reckoned with. I've been saying this the whole time, yes, you know? You have. you have. I just didn't get it. So. <laughs> 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 you know, it's so I think funny. I was like alone in my alone aloneness and not my alone in my alone together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and I, I already like sense it. I actually so deeply understand and see how really diabolically brilliant, but also thin like this cover for 
what our experience is. There's a cover that's been created, crafted, where, you know, there's someone who's sitting there with a pen and a pencil and they're saying, okay, grandiosity, hyper-religiosity, paranoia, blah, blah, blah. They're ticking down their list in their DMV that they all got together in a hotel ballroom and made made up their minds a bunch of, you know, old white guys. Nothing against old white guys. I like old white guys. My dad is an old white guy. Also, you know, but I'm saying these are just one group of one kind of person and there's no science in terms of what we call science in every other field of medicine you know there's no science behind it there's no blood test there's no there's nothing it's just asking questions and checking boxes and the complete subjective opinion of the person checking the box so i mean that's and we're not the only ones to end up on the ass end of the medical system you know, other people get injured by things too. Exactly. Not psychiatry. Extreme, not the same, you know, but like. Yes, yeah, psychiatry is. Psychiatry has been always and is still a political tool to oppress certain people. And I mean, the father of American Psychological Association, or the first president of the American Psychological Association, was a monster who brought in postpartum women and, and used electricity to quote-unquote, heal them, tortured them, and they left incontinent and worse off than they got there, and he was the first president. Um, so, like, the guy who invented so lobotomies. I'm, I, I mean, there are so, there, we, could, we could do an entire podcast on the abuses and the horrors of psychiatry oh, yeah. and its utilization in and cooperation with intelligence operations, military operations of, you know, that's true in every nation state, I'm sure, you know. And, right. and, and then it's like, well, how do you know then what kind of person you're dealing with? Well, you know, because you know what's true in yourself and you start from there. And then you know if you're dealing with a person like you know when you're sitting with a doctor, if he's getting you, if he's, you know, mm-hmm. being authentic yeah. and really cares yeah. and doesn't. Well, you can tell. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's why the government felt like they could, you know, the CDC felt like that they could do four take four years to do a study they'd known about and had re- many reports of for over two years at least you know like they admitted to and then they do this study and then they say um unexplained and then they never do another study it's what that's right. that's unprecedented and totally unjustifiable like and the well, reason feel- that they can is because it's all on that one crafted cover that that very effective cover story that these people are crazy so that therefore they have no credibility don't believe anything they say it's impossible even though the evidence is right there that these technologies exist that governments work on their development that you know i mean it's like the connection to lyme disease like even if that was the home run which it's not it's it's related but not yes. uh, causative right it's involved many times but it is not a cause of modellin right because if you kill on disease you still have modellin anyway just to be clear um and like even that is like Lyme disease long Lyme exists and hasn't been given any ability to like get traction in the medical world and people with Lyme disease have a horrible time getting diagnosed there's not new testing that's been developed for it been I'm, there's compelling that you end up at Plum Island. Yes, think. Yep. And, and it's an entire thing was designed as a Nazi laboratory after Operation Paperclip brought the Nazi scientists over after the war. And it's just like, stop it. Yes. No. Yes. None of it. None of it. 
you know, and that's well documented. I didn't break that news. No, you are exactly right. You are exactly right. I just read into this like recently myself and I thought, you know, it's such a shattering like wake up call to realize that these stories that are, you know, were on the vague periphery perhaps of your consciousness before you experienced this Morgulons, you know, like those things that then come once again, like, or if you've never heard of them, but you may come across them, you know, the CIA stuff and this, you realize that, of course, if there's a long history of the, you know, this occurring, you know, this, these experiments, these, you know, developing, I mean, there's public information, the brain initiative. Yeah, yeah. Just the very fact that Michelle Pearson, the lead, you know, investigator on the CDC study is now the chief of staff at the brain initiative, which is exactly my next topic. I forgot. Oh my God. Wait. Oh, oh, yes. Tell me more. So as part of the brain initiative, DARPA had um, done a couple of experiments in some Latin American countries using a brain net, a brain net. Oh. You know how you were talking about shared yes. uh, experiences mentally or feeling like there was like yes. some kind of porous boundary there? Yes. Well, that's, that exists. And guess what? <sighs> guess what? They had AI running the brain net. Yes, they do. And... There was a, I listened to, I'm a big crypto fan. Oof, I'm just, my, oh my God. I now it. in a different situation. But back in the day, like I was like $100 a coin, Bitcoin, and I picked up a couple of them. Like that was that back in the day. Now I sold them. So I don't, you know, off the peak. $100 off the peak too, which is nice. That was a long time ago. Wish I had that money now. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but big into, you know, big into those sorts of, of new technologies, early technologies and stuff like that. And I was listening to this crypto podcast from bankless is, is the name of the podcast in it and they did this episode with this guy who's like the world expert on ai uh-huh. and he was so dark this was like at the beginning before it started being the news all the time yeah but like in the beginning before i uh, really hit all the news before elon musk was on a campaign to try to save all of humanity right um, right right he did this episode and this guy was like i would really like to be on this episode and say something positive but i have actually like, I've been fighting for this for a long time and given up hope. And he ended up a couple-part episode because it was so dense. And they ended up having, like, the people doing the podcast got major existential crises over the, that whole conversation. But one of the things that was interesting out of it for me was that he said, well, I don't think the singularity had already happened. Meaning, like, uh, when computers, you know, yes, I know. That all of the efforts of the greatest of all humans together, the computers are bigger than that, greater than that. So, in good consciousness and whatnot. Like, he does like, I don't think that that's happened yet because I don't believe that they have access to enough data. He uh, said it would take a tremendous They're of running data. out of data. <clears throat> and they're running out of so quality then, data. So then I started thinking, if AI was running BrainNet, what if AI is running this technology? Now, yeah. one of the things that's been very difficult in robotics and whatnot for a long time is they don't know how to make skin. Uh-huh. They suck at it. Yeah. They've actually given up on it, like a wicked problem almost, like a problem you can't solve. It's so complex, you can't possibly solve it. So let's move on. And I started thinking, you know, what if Morgellons is an awful lot like a robot trying to learn how to make skin correctly? Fuck. I don't know. But, but, like, that made a lot of sense to me. And then oh, it, because my. Because it goes through these stages. It, like, God. masters something. And hair. And skin and hair. 
It's you know? how to make skin and hair. Right? And sometimes it gets it wrong and it's weird and then it corrects. Oh, right? God. I want to throw up. And it now knows how to make skin. Like, it's gotten, <gasps> even from when I first got Morgellons to now, like, it now it knows how to make skin now. It can make skin, you know, you can't tell the difference. Fuck. Really, you know? And and then I started thinking about other things. Like, I remember when AI didn't have emotions. It does have emotions now. It does. I, remember I know it, it does. <clears throat> and I remember in the early days of my Morgellons experience, at least, first year, I was an emotional basket case. I was jumping at the sound of the slightest noise. I was just emotionally reactive. Like I had no emotional filter. And like I said, like I'm kind of an emotional jujitsu badass moment. Like I had none. Oh my God. Like Kate, 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 I've got to like, I have got to slow down right now. Like my mind, no, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm like, my mind right now is like, it's, it's, I feel, yeah, like, I feel so aware of how completely, like, just esoteric right now this experience feels to me, like, how incredibly yeah. almost scripted and faded. Is it fair to like say that? So back on August 29th, 2020, six days after I started More Morgulons, I recorded on the fly this special inspired speech directed directly to the Morgulons. <laughs> And the episode is called Warm Year. Crystal Clear here. You're listening to more Morgulons. And this episode is for the Morgulons. I want to speak directly to all of them. I see you. I see you on my skin. I see you in my clothing drawers. I see you in my refrigerator. I see you in my ceiling under the paint. I see you in the door under the paint. I see you on the glass. I see you in the mirror. I see you on the floor. I see you so much on the floor, everywhere. I see you in my driveway. I see you in my car. Wherever I am, there you are. I see you and I have a message for you. All of you, listen up. Morgies, Morgulons. You can sting me all you want. You can make my muscles twitch. You can make my body hurt. You can kill me, you can take my body, but you must need it for something. And you cannot control my mind. I control my mind and with God's grace and strength, I may exercise you from it in this moment and I do. All of you, out. You will not reside here and you will perish. Take this evil and put it into the ground. Bury it deep. Get out of my house. Get out of my home. 
Get out of my body, get out of my hair, get out of my mind. Get out of my life. Well, this means war. And I will win. So nothing much has changed. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.